When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Thursday, August 17th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians uh, played a, a sloppy game, uh, ugly game, uh, lose 7-2 to two, uh, in Game 2 of the Ohio Cup Series with the Cincinnati Reds on Wednesday night. Uh, not the way uh, Terry Francona and the coaches wanted to see uh, the Guardians sort of, uh, sort of throw the ball around a little bit wasn't very clean and then uh Noah Syndergaard wasn't very good uh on the mound uh as as he uh continues to be sort of up and down in his uh stint with the the Guardian starting rotation. Yeah, definitely Joe. I mean, he was, you know, good for or decent for the first three innings. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then he uh gives up uh two two-run homers in the uh fourth inning and that was pretty much the ball game. That made it 5 to 1 and uh you know the the Reds were just, uh, you know, we didn't see it uh, Monday, uh, Tuesday night, but uh, they had their uh, they had their running shoes on last night. They were they turned it into a track meet with five stolen bases, and uh, you can see why they're 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 going to be a dangerous club uh, going down the stretch here. Yeah, they've they've got some some good young hitters uh, who who can hit the ball out of the ballpark, and and that that was the case yesterday. Uh, Syndergaard afterwards was talking about how uh you know sometimes he doesn't feel like he's 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 right on his feet when he's on the mound he says feels like his feet are going to slip out from under him uh then he was talking about his pitch grips and the way he holds the ball and how that feels funny uh he just sounded like a, a defeated man uh there in his post game comments uh what what do you make of that and what do you what do you take away from Noah Syndergaard's uh, just attitude and approach as he's going out there yeah, th- this guy's really hard on himself, Joe. I, you know, that's what I get. Uh, I think, you know, he's trying to remake himself. He, you know, he's trying to, you know, he knows he can't throw 97 miles an hour anymore. Uh, he's trying to reinvent himself as, as a pitcher. Uh, you know, he's, he's been what? He's bouncing around with the Angels, the Phillies, the Dodgers. Uh, Cleveland is, is the next stop here. And, uh, you know, I think he's just, he looks like he's a frustrated guy. I mean, he said, you know, it's hard to control the the things in your life uh, when the th- one thing you do love is baseball and, and you can't control that, basically. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I felt bad for him. I, th- I felt, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that this guy is searching for something. And, you know, I, I think Cleveland has given him the rope, given him the space to find it. But, uh, you know, eventually I think, you know, they're going to have to step in and, and, you know, give them, if they have some suggestions, make them. Because you can tell that, you know, a lot of like the one thing he said when he came over, first came over, he goes, I've had a lot of cooks in my kitchen trying to tell me what to do. Uh, I think uh, the Guardians have taken a step back, you know, giving him, you know, giving him free reign there. And uh, we'll see how it goes. But, uh, 
you know, it's going to be an up and down process. They knew this was this was a work in progress when they made the deal. Defensively, it was uh, it was uh, also a work in progress uh, sort of night. Uh, Brian Rocchio with a, a bobble and an error on a, a on a play. A um, couple of plays where uh, Bo Naylor uh, behind the plate uh, wasn't able to hang on to to throws. Uh, just what do you make of the the sloppy defense for the uh, the Guardians? Yeah, it was not a not a great night uh, defensively. Uh, Quan made an error, like you said. Rocchio made an error. Uh, Naylor dropped the ball, you know, with uh, you know an easy play at the plate, and uh, they scored another run that way. Um, just uh, kind of just a, and I think, uh, yeah, it was just, you know, it was just one of those games where they looked a little, you know, like just behind a step, and uh, they just, I think, uh, <clears throat> it looked like uh, Cincinnati's speed kind of threw them off a little bit, and there was some weird things happening. You know, did you see? I don't know if you you saw the play in the uh, second inning where uh, you know Arias lines out to the second baseman McLean. Mm-hmm. You know, with uh, with Rokio on first base, Rokio gets back to the bag at first. McLean makes a wild throw. Rokio goes to second base, but uh, the Reds challenge saying that when uh, Rokio was going back to the bag first base he overran it and then on his way to second base he didn't retouch he didn't retouch. Uh, first base and so he was you know they <clears throat> they challenged it and the uh, double play stood and that was basically the kind of night that was going on for cleveland yeah a, a lot of weird quirky plays like that I, it, you mentioned quan having an error that was that's a tough error on quan when uh, yeah. it's a play that should have been made at at the plate uh bo naylor back there but uh, again, uh, Naylor, you know, wasn't originally in the lineup. It was Cam Gallagher. Cam Gallagher comes out of the game after taking a, a foul ball <laughs> to the mask. And uh, this is not the first time Cam Gallagher has, uh, you know, been down uh, or at least been questionable because of uh, taking a shot to the mask. Uh, what, what's the latest on Gallagher's status? And, uh, you know, what are what are some of the options there if uh, if he's not able to go? Yeah, uh, that's a great question, Joe. Uh, you know, I do not. I mean, uh, Terry Francona after the game said he thought Gallagher would be okay, but he's, you said you just don't mess with a guy with, you know, concussion-like syndrome, you know, symptoms. Um, you know, he had been hitting the mask during, over the weekend in the, in the Tampa Bay series. He took a really hard shot. We talked to him after the game and, you know, it didn't, I don't know, you know, he, he, they, they didn't say he had a concussion, but you know, you, you, it, it just, uh, you know, he, he looked a little shaky. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure, uh, if there's any, you know, any, uh, you know, chance of him having a concussion, he'll go on that seven day uh, concussion list. And then, uh, yeah, then they're scrambling a little bit. I mean, Gabriel Arias was the emergency catcher last night. He said he's caught one game in his life. When he was uh, at a tryout in uh, Venezuela, he, 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 came, wow. he tried out as a catcher. So he's a, he's a guy behind him. Well, you put Gabriel Arias back there for for any sort of uh, you know innings or anything like that. Uh, it, it, you're you're pretty much writing off whatever game that you're you're playing in at that time because uh, not only is he going to have trouble just even just communicating with the uh, the pitchers, but just handling the pitches I think is a, is a difficult thing for a guy who's not not really had a lot of experience strapping on the gear like that. Uh, yeah, David Fry being on the injured list right now really hurts because uh, he would be a guy who you could you could probably go with in a, in a backup catching role 
uh, if Gallagher's not able to go, and you could probably buy him a couple of days uh, just of not playing if if Fry were available, but that's not the case. He's he's eligible to come off the the ten day injured list, but it's clear that he's not ready to. Yeah, and uh, who you know maybe uh, at AAA, who do they got? Joe Collins is down Collins there. down there, yeah. And I mean he's but he I think he's been DHing mostly, but I don't know how much yeah. he's caught. But uh, you know he certainly has hit the ball well this year. Um, but he'd have to be put on a 40 man. So, you know, there's a lot, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of discussion going on right now uh, among at, among Francona in the front office, because you can't, you know, Arias is, is an emergency after an emergency. You know, you just, you just don't do that. You know, that's like a long time ago. You remember Mike Fishland? I don't know if you remember. No, utility. That's, a, that's a name I'm not familiar with. Okay, utility infielder. When I first started covering Cleveland, well, the the Indians, uh, the catchers got hurt. They were playing Oakland. They had to play put Mike Fishland in as the emergency catcher against Ricky Henderson, and Henderson stole like four bases against them. <laughs> so you know that's that's. I mean, I think Ricky was taking advantage of the situation. Yeah, put an asterisk next to Ricky's yeah. uh, all-time uh, stolen base total if he's if he's going to steal against guys who uh, literally never played the position before. That's that's kind of hard. Yeah, I the that's a, it'll be interesting to to follow and sort of monitor what the decision is, uh, and we'll find out I guess uh, this afternoon when when we get to the ballpark what uh, what Cam Gallagher's status is and if they're going to make a move or not. Uh, so we'll we'll keep track of that for sure. All right. Yeah, and he had a concussion uh, in 2021. He was on the mm-hmm. IL with a concussion when he played for Kansas City. So, you know, Terry Francona was talking about his history, and I guess that's what he was mentioning. I mean, yeah, that's he what he was a, referring to. And he got a little dinged up earlier. I believe it was June when uh, he had he'd taken a taken a shot to the mask, had, had come out of a game, and then, uh, you know, wasn't available for a couple of days, but then, right. you know, didn't have to ultimately go on the, the concussion list. So uh, it'll be be interesting to see where where they go from there. All right. Uh, I just want to mention also uh, Brian Rocchio. Last, uh, Jose Ramirez had two hits, uh, but Brian Rocchio had three hits in the game. Uh, so, you know, the you've got the growing pains defensively uh, that we've seen from from Rocchio, but he seems to be adjusting well at the plate and. And at least getting getting the hits that he was getting at AAA. Yeah, definitely. And you know he's a switch hitter, so you know Francona's got to love that. Um, he's, he's shown he can you know kind of bounce around the infield a little bit. But I really like him at shortstop, Joe. And he and you're right, he can swing the bat. So you know he's not going. I don't think he's going to hit the ball out of the park a lot. But uh, he certainly is. You know a guy. You know a, a live body and a live bat, and uh, he can keep the chain and keep the line moving. Yeah, uh, the more I see of him at, at shortstop, the more I'm, I'm starting to like that. So, uh, all right, we want to remind our listeners, uh, if you're you're logged in here, uh, real easy to, to jump over and, and go to cleveland.com slash subtext. Uh, sign up for $3.99 a month to get text updates from myself and Hoinsey. Uh, any roster moves, uh, like if, if Cam Gallagher has to go on the, the concussion list, uh, you guys will know about that as soon as we do. Uh, and a and, uh, great way to send uh, questions and, and send a dialogue back and forth with myself and Hoinsey. Uh, Cleveland.com slash subtext or send a text message to uh, 216-208-4346 to subscribe. Uh, Hoinsey, uh, the Guardians are opening a weekend series, long weekend series against the, uh, the Tigers, and uh, sort of the highlight of that weekend series is Saturday night. It'll be uh, the 
the Guardians Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremonies uh, prior to the game Saturday night. Uh, Dale Mitchell is uh, is going in, and and he's a you know a longtime uh, franchise uh, great, and we'll talk about him a little bit on on Friday. Uh, but I uh, want to talk about Manny Ramirez today uh, because everybody's got a Manny story. Uh, you probably have more Manny stories than mm-hmm. most people have. Uh, but it, it, and it's we could we could sit here and talk for hours about what a great hitter he was and what you know, just the quality of what he did at the plate and, uh, you know, what he meant to this club in terms of uh, his play and his performance on the field. Uh, it was it was it was revolutionary uh, for for this this franchise. Uh, but, you know, what really when you, when anybody talks about Manny, it's the it's the off the field stuff or the the on field sort of quirky stuff uh, that really stands out. So that's what I wanted to focus on today. Uh, just the the best Manny stories and the best uh, and some of them we've already talked about on this podcast uh, ad nauseum uh, in the past, but uh, it doesn't hurt uh, with Manny going into the, the the Guardians Hall of Fame to sort of rehash some of that and, and bring it up. And the way I wanted to do it was, uh, you know, no story about Manny is too crazy. So I'm going to play it's sort of like a, a two truths and a lie. Uh, sort of scenario. I'm gonna gonna uh, uh, sort of read through or, or describe a a Manny scenario, and then you're gonna confirm whether that was true or false. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. So the first one I've got is uh, Manny once left his paycheck uh, in his cleats in, in uh, as a, a you know first or second year. I think it was '95 uh, where he left his paycheck out there. Uh, uh, in his cleats, was that something that, that that actually happened, true or false, to to Manny Ramirez? That was true, Joe. It was in Texas, and it, but it was wasn't it? <coughs> excuse me, it wasn't in his uh, wasn't in his spikes. It was in his cowboy boots. He left a check in, in his cowboy boots in the locker room, and uh, I guess the Texas clubbies had to send it to him on the next wherever they were going, the next stop. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, all right, the next one is Manny Ramirez once uh, fell asleep uh, under John Hart's desk and spent the night in the uh, the, the Guardians' offices or the Cleveland offices uh, in John Hart's office, sleeping under his desk. I I think that's false, Joe. I I haven't heard that one. If it's true, absolutely, that's false. Uh, no, it's uh, not something that uh, it meant. Manny was uh, able to get himself uh, to and from the ballpark on his own uh, pretty good. So uh, while with Cleveland, uh, Manny was once pulled over uh, while driving with uh, tinted windows and a stereo blasting uh, full blast. Uh, the officer uh, went to give him a ticket and, and Manny tried to get out of it by offering to give uh, the officer tickets uh, to, uh, to the uh, baseball game. Uh, he still got his traffic ticket, and then when he pulled away from the traffic stop, he he got a, another ticket for doing an illegal U-turn. True or false? That is true. That is true. He he he, he tried to get out of the ticket by giving the uh, the policeman, uh, you know, some uh, it was I, <laughs> the policeman some tickets to the game. The policeman said, "I can't do that." Uh, he gave Manny a ticket, then Manny made a U-turn right in front of him, and the guy had to pull him over again. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is uh, another one. True or false. Uh, Manny Ramirez uh, once got lost at the Cleveland Metro Park Zoo and 
had to uh, have zookeepers let him out of uh, an area where uh, uh, true uh, zoo attendees were not allowed to go. Uh, he got kind of got locked in there uh, and and wasn't able to get himself out. Uh, true or false, Manny got lost at the Cleveland Zoo. No, I don't think that's true, Joe. I, at least I didn't hear about it. No, that's uh, that's that's false. That's uh, another made up one. Uh, as a 21 year old rookie, um, Manny uh, approached a an uh, heretofore unnamed duo of uh, Cleveland newspaper reporters. Uh, he, along with Julian Tavares, asked for uh, sixty thousand dollars in order to buy Harley Davidson motorcycles, uh, not knowing uh, exactly how much the uh, reporters make uh, as as the is you know what what their standard pay for a reporter is at the time. Uh, true or false? Manny asked for sixty thousand dollars to buy a motorcycle. Well. I don't know if it was $60,000, Joe, but he asked me and Sheldon Ocker from the Akron Beacon <laughs> Journal, him and Tavares asked for loans to buy Harley Davidson, and uh, we had to turn them down. <laughs> they said they'd already talked to Hart, John Hart, and he wouldn't advance, give them an advance on their salaries. So, you know, Manny said later that he was just kidding around, but they were dead serious when they asked us. <laughs> that was yeah, in you were- uh, the locker room in Kansas City. <laughs> You were there. You would know if he was being serious or not. And, and just, uh, you know, it, it, it's funny just growing up the way the way that he did, not knowing maybe sort of what uh, what things cost or how much, you know, certain professions make. I, I think, you know, seeing guys like uh, you and Sheldon who travel with the team, uh, you know, maybe not knowing what what your salaries were, uh, probably not all that far fetched for him at the time. But. Uh, in retrospect, probably a, a you know a, a, a funny thing to look back on for sure. Uh, and uh, let's see, in uh, in his his early days with Cleveland, uh, Manny was very attached to his uh, his his baseball bats, his gamer uh, baseball bats. Uh, and one time he stepped up to the plate and uh, was swinging a bat that he knew was already broken, and he hit a home run with it. Uh, and and went back to the uh, the dugout and uh, the bat was in even worse condition, but he had already hit a home run. True or false? Manny Ramirez hit a home run once with using a bat that he knew was broken. Oh yeah, that's true, definitely. He said he just liked the feel of the bat, so he he kept it. He kept swinging it even though it was broken. He would, he would, Joe, he was the best right-handed hitter I've ever seen. He was never took a bad, you know, never really got upset with an umpire's call, never really got upset, you know, if he t- had never really swung at bad pitches, it didn't seem like to me. And uh, he had the perfect attitude for a hitter. He was always calm and, and even keeled. But, yeah, he hit a home run with a broken bat. That's uh, it. Just cr- you read stories like that. You see stories like that. And it's it's pretty crazy just to imagine that. And, um, you know, that being that way. OK, that was a, a fun way to sort of look back at some of the uh, the highlight Manny moments. Now, obviously, when he went to Boston, uh, that was sort of like a, a second phase of his career. And, and you know, uh, the that's when the legend of Manny being Manny sort of grew from that. But, you know, you'd see him cutting off throws from Johnny Damon in the outfield and, uh, you know, running the bases uh, a little weird. But, uh, you know, there were his fair share of uh, base running moments in Cleveland as well and uh, defensive moments uh, that, that sort of lapses out there. But uh, I think at his core and in his heart, it, it, one of the 
things that really sort of endeared him to to Cleveland fans was was how genuine and true and almost childlike he was uh, out there. You, you could really just sort of embrace him for, um, you know, just being genuine out there. And you know, if if he made a mistake, it wasn't like he was he was doing it out of out of laziness or you know showboating or anything like that. Uh, it was sincere. Uh, and, and, and that's why you could sort of live with that because on the other end of it, he would hit those home runs with broken bats and, and do amazing things at the plate. Yeah, he was, uh, he, Don, you know, he was a good guy he, and he, and he always has been a good guy. I think, uh, you know, you go to Boston, you spend some time there, you get that big money. I think that may, uh, you know, kind of influenced him a little bit, changed him a little bit, but, you know, I've seen Manny since he retired, uh, same guy. You know, just uh, like you said, Joe, open, friendly, um, and I'm glad he's getting in the Hall of Fame here. He deserves it. You know, I know, uh, I, you know, he should be in the in Cooperstown. There's no doubt about it. If if he hadn't, you know, failed, if he hadn't, you know, failed those PED tests, you know, he, I think he would have been a first or second ballot inductee. But uh, you know, that's water under the bridge now. But I'm glad to see he's getting recognized in Cleveland where it's all, where it all started. Yeah. And, and that's sort of the thing is if, if he's not going to get uh, into, into Cooperstown and if, you know, it, it could be years and years and years before the attitudes about the, the steroid era and uh, you know, guys who failed tests and all that before all that changes and, you know, maybe veterans committees look differently upon it uh, years down the line. And he, he might get another look in, in that regard, but uh, as far as uh, you know, what what can have you know a Hall of Fame that he can get into, he could certainly get into the the Red Sox Hall of Fame or Ring of Honor or whatever. Uh, and and getting into Cleveland's Hall of Fame is I think it's a, a natural and obvious uh, step uh, for him. Uh, and and certainly uh, how how much are you looking forward to uh, you know just seeing if he's able to take the mic and and make any remarks or, or say or do anything uh, on Saturday. I don't know what they have planned in terms of that, but it could be it could be nice to actually hear from him and hear him address the fans as well. Yeah, definitely. It would it would be nice. Now I don't know if Manny's. I would think you've got to make a speech if you get in the Hall of Fame, right? As I mean, Ichiro, Ichiro made a speech last year in English, so I, I think uh, you you got to see what Manny has to say, right? Yeah, I think it'd be great. Uh, I don't think you. He, I, I don't think he'll say a whole lot, but. Uh, I bet, you know, at the press conference, where if they have a press conference for him, he'll be great. Uh, you know, he's um, he's always been kind of, a, like you said, kind of a shy guy. But, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, he, his English is good. You know, he doesn't like to, I think, uh, you know, he's, he, he moved here. He moved to, to the, you know, to New York City when with his family when he was 13. So, you know, he's bilingual and, and he'll he'll be fine. You know, I mean, I think he. If he's comfortable, he'll he'll have some good stories, and I think he'll really enjoy the weekend. <laughs> and I guess he's going to show up, right, Joe? I think. Right. Well, that, that's the other part. That's the other part of this whole <laughs> equation is it's it's pretty much fifty fifty whether or not he's going to show up at the ballpark. I, I think all the plans are being made uh, for that to happen, but uh, you never know. Uh, hoping that it all works out. Hoping that we have uh, great weather and uh, a big crowd. Uh, bobblehead giveaway for Manny on, on Saturday. So uh, really looking forward to it uh, and getting excited about it and uh, getting a chance to talk to some of his former teammates as well, uh, just about him and, and, and them sharing their uh, favorite Manny moments. Uh, we will be on top of all of that. All right, Hoinsey, that's going to wrap it up for, day, for today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, 
Uh, we'll check back in after tonight's series opener against the Tigers and uh, get with you on Friday. We'll talk to you then. All right, Joe.